بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد نسلی علیہ رسول الکریم اما بات الحمد للہ جولے از دا ٹوینٹی ففتھ آف مارچ ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزینڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری اینڈ الحمد للہ اٹس دا تھرڈ بلیسڈ And inshallah today going through a second portion of this verse. So from where we left, from where we left off last night, that which has been killed by strangling or by a violent blow or by a headlong fall or by being gored to death, that which has been partly eaten by a wild animal, unless you are able to slaughter it, i.e. in due form, that which is sacrificed on stone, i.e. altars. Forbidden also is the division of meat by raffling with arrows, that is, in piety. So, in the previous session, the beginning of the verse, Allah mentions the certain foodstuffs that are unlawful. Now he's mentioning types of uh, animals, i.e. in which they die, which are unlawful. So the first thing he mentions is strangling, which is obvious, but then he mentions one by a violent blow. So what does this refer to? So Mufti Shafi, in Ma'rifal Quran, volume 3, page 42 of the English translation, he said, The game killed by a gun bullet has also been ruled by Muslim jurists as included under the category of Mawkuda, i.e. killed by a violent blow, and is therefore unlawful. Imam al-Jassas, rahmatullahi reports from Abdullah ibn Umar, that he said, an animal killed by a shot is mawkuda, it is haram. Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Malik are all in agreement with this view, referred to Imam Qurtubi in his tafsir. So when Allah the Almighty and Glorious says that which is killed by a violent blow, one is with a gunshot. Because this is forbidden, the animal becomes forbidden according to the majority of scholars. So now, adding further details in Ma'riful Quran, volume 1, page 426, Mufti Shafi, he said, If an animal wounded by a gunshot dies before it could be slaughtered, it would be taken as an animal that dies from a fatal strike with a baton or rock. This has been called mawkuda, i.e. in this verse. However, if the animal is slaughtered before it dies, it becomes halal. So simply put, if you use a gun to go to catch i.e. food, if it dies from the shot, it's forbidden, it's haram. But if you get to it in time and you slaughter it, it's allowed. Then Mufti Shafi, he said, Some scholars are of the opinion that the common bullet with a conical nose top falls under the category of an arrow. But the view of the majority is that this too is not an arrow-like weapon. Instead, it bores the flesh and tears it apart by the force of the explosive mixture inside the bullet. Otherwise, the weapon itself has no sharp edge which could inflict a wound on the animal. 
Therefore, an animal hunted with a bullet of this kind will not be permissible without slaughtering it. So what's the point? The point is, slaughtering has to be a piercing, i.e. a cutting. The bullet does not cut. It literally smashes the skin. And because of that, it's, it, it's not feasible to say this is the same as using a knife. And like I mentioned, this is the verdict of the majority of the blessed scholars. Then it says in the next part of the holy verse, or a headlong fall. So Ibn Kathir, he mentions in his tafsir, volume 3, page 86 of the English translation. So first, sorry, he mentions with regards to Walmaukuda, a violent blow. He states, this refers to the animal that is hit with a heavy object until it dies. In Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Ibn Abbas, he said, the animal that is hit with a staff until it dies, this is Maukuda, forbidden. In Ibn Jarir ibn Kathir's tafsir, Qatada rahmatullah said, the people of Jahiliyyah used to strike the animal with sticks and when it died, they would eat it. In the Sayyih, in Sayyih Bukhari, Adi ibn Hatim radiyallahu he said, I asked Ya Rasulullah I have a mi'rad for hunting and I catch game with it. So there was a companion, famous companion who was a Christian before his embracing Islam. He had a mi'rad. So what's a mi'rad? A mi'rad is a sharp edge piece of wood or a piece of wood provided with a piece of iron used for hunting. So like a spear, want of a better word. He goes, I use this. Can I use this, Ya Rasulullah, for hunting? The Prophet said, إِذَا رَمَيْتَ بِالْمِعْرَادِ If the game is hit by the sharp edge, eat it. وَإِنْ أَصَابَ بَأَرْدِهِ فَإِنَّمَا هُوَ وَقِيدًا فَلَا تَأْقُلُ But if it is hit by the broad side, do not eat it, for it has been beaten to death. Sayyih Bukhari Fattal Bari 9-518 So note the Prophet is explaining in the Quran He goes the mi'rad you're using If you notice the animal has been struck by the sharp edge Then it is lawful for you But if you realize it's been struck by the blunt end It is forbidden <laughs> And the Prophet was clarifying here Ibn Kathir said Therefore the Prophet made a distinction Between killing the animal with the sharp edge of an arrow Or a hunting stick and rendered it lawful. And what is killed by the broad side of an object, rendered it unlawful because it was beaten to death. There is a consensus amongst the scholars of fiqh on this subject. Then the next part of the verse, Allah Ta'ala says, وَالْمُتَرَدِّيَ The animal that falls headlong from a high place. Ibn Kathir said, that Ibn Abbas said, that an animal that dies by a headlong fall, is that which falls from a mountain. This is in Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir's tafsir. So for instance, mountain goats. If you found a mountain goat dead on the floor, it's fell from the mountain. This is what the Prophet said is forbidden. It's Ibn Abbas radiyallahu This is in Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir's tafsir. Qatada rahmatullahi said, the animal that falls into a well is wal mutaraddi, i.e. that is fallen from a high place. This is in Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir's tafsir. As Sudi said, it falls from a mountain or well, it's the same thing. From any high place, that animal is forbidden to eat. Then the next part of the verse, Allah Ta'ala says, 
as Ibn Kathir said, as for the animal that has been gorged by another animal, it is forbidden. Even if the horn opens a flesh wound and it bleeds to death from its neck. So this is interesting. If you get two animals, you know, fighting and one of them kills the other with the horn, he's actually ripped open the flesh. But because it was an animal that did it, it is forbidden. Even though if you look about the previous statements of the Prophet, it mentions cutting the skin, it's fine. But because an animal has done it, it is forbidden for you to eat. That Ibn Kathir, Rahmatullah. And then, just to add a few details, it mentions, this is in Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir's tafsir. Ali radiyallahu anhu said, if you are able to slaughter the animal that has been hit by a violent blow or a headlong fall or by the gorging of horns whilst it still moves a foot or leg, then eat from its meat. This is in Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir and similar was reported from many of the Salaf. The animal that still moves, proving if it's still alive, you can slaughter it lawfully. So, all of what's mentioned previously, if it falls, if it's gorged, if it's still alive and you get to it in time and you slaughter it, it becomes halal. And this is what most of the Salaf have said. And there's a hadith recorded in Sayyid Bukhari and Sayyid Muslim. Rafi ibn Khadij, he said, I said, Ya Rasulullah, we fear that we may meet our enemy tomorrow. We do not have knives. Can we slaughter animal with reeds? So one of the companions respectfully asked, but in jihad, Ya Rasulullah, we haven't got knives, can we use something else? And he mentions a wooden instrument. The Prophet said, You can use what makes blood flow and you can eat what is slaughtered with the name of Allah. Meaning anything that cuts open the skin, whether it's metal, whether it's a reed, he goes, as long as the blood flows, and you take the name of your Lord, it is lawful. Then the Prophet said, Laysa sinna was zufr, but do not use teeth or claws for slaughtering. I will inform you why. As for the teeth, they are bones. And as for claws, they are used by the Ethiopians for slaughtering. So, very interesting prohibition. Teeth and Claws you can't use, even though you can cut the skin with that. And the Prophet explained that the Ethiopians use this. Just keep away from them. And I think the, the reason was they were Christians, obviously at the time. Then it says in the verse, nusub, And that which is sacrificed on An-Nusub. Nusub are stone altars that were erected around the Kaaba. Mujahid and Ibn Jurayd stated in Ibn Jarir Ibn Kathir's tafsir. So, look how interesting. Now the animal may be slaughtered lawfully. But if you do it on a nusub, and what's that? It's a stone altar, which was around the Kaab. He goes, it becomes forbidden. Ibn Jurayd said, there were 360 nusub around the Kaab that the Arabs used to slaughter in front during the time of Jahiliyyah. They used to sprinkle the animals that came to the Kaaba with the blood of slaughtered animals, whose meat they cut to pieces and placed on the altars. This is in Ibn Jarir and Ibn Kathir. So look how strange. When we look at the Kaaba, we see nothing but purity. But there were 360 Nusub around it. Imagine. How do you even fit those altars around the Kaaba? 360. And what were they used for? Slaughtering animals. And anything that was slaughtered, there was haram. 
the Quran goes out, it's, it's forbidden. Why? Because this is the jahiliyyah. But alhamdulillah, it's been purified. And then at the end of the holy verse, Allah subhanahu wa so not the end, at the end of the portion of the holy verse, Allah Ta'ala then says, وَأَن تَسْتَقْسِمُوا بِالْأَزْلَامِ ذَلِكُمْ فِسْكِ Forbidden also is the division by raffling with arrows. Azlam. So what is this? So Imam Qurtubi rahmatullahi he clarifies upon this. In his tafsir, volume 6, page 28, he states, The Arabs had three ways of using divining arrows. The first. The first method consisted of three arrows. On one was written, do it. On the second arrow was written, do not do it. And the third was blank. When a man wanted to do something, he would put them in a bag and put his hand and remove one. If he got the one which said do it, he went ahead and did it. If he brought out the one that said do not do it, he left it. If he drew the blank, he did it again. This was done by Suraka ibn Malik ibn Ju'shum when he pursued Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and Abu Bakr during the Hijrah. <laughs> so we know this incident. The Prophet's going sallallahu alayhi wa with Abu Bakr and Suraka's chasing. And the report goes, he starts getting these arrows out. And then, you know, when, you, when you actually listen to that, you think, well, what's happening there? Because he didn't know what to do. Shall I go forward? Shall I not go forward? And the arrows said, don't go forward. And he started going against his own like superstitions. What is that? That was one of the ways they would divine arrows. They would use that. Then Imam Qurtubi said, there's a second way. The second way entailed the use of seven arrows. They were kept with the idol of Hubal inside the Kaaba. So this, this was specifically in the Kaaba. There were seven arrows with the idol Hubal. Written on them were the disasters which befall people. So what does this mean? So basically, you've done something wrong. Jahiliya time. You needed to expiate. You thought, I need to do something to get rid of this wrong. They would go to the Kaaba, and on these seven arrows, there was expiation. <laughs> then Imam Qurtubi said, each arrow had something different written on it. On one of them was written, blood money. Give blood money. Akal. On another arrow, from you, meaning who's going to give the blood money. On another, from other than you, meaning somebody else from your tribe has to give it. On another, attached, meaning another tribe has to help as well. And the others had rulings about water and other things. These are the ones which Abdul Muttalib used when he wanted to sacrifice. Remember when they said, I'm going to sacrifice my, my son Abdullah, because don't do it. And then they went to a woman and then she started using these these arrows. That was this one, the hubble. The arrows, he goes, don't do it. Don't. And eventually, you know, he slaughtered a hundred camels. The soothsayers and arbiters of the Arabs also had seven such arrows with them. So it wasn't just inside the Kaaba. There was also fortune tellers who had this, carried them. The third way, they used ten arrows. Seven with lines and three were blank. They used to gamble with them. So this was just pure gambling. <laughs> they had ten arrows and it was like dice. You know, if you want to like gamble, let's, you, let's do it. So Allah the Almighty and Glorious, He simply says that in, in this part of the Holy Verse, 
Forbidden also is the division by ruffling, i.e. with arrows. So note, the details are not given in the Quran. They're given in the various commentaries. And just to add this, before wrapping up, I should have mentioned this yesterday. The hadith is in Abu Dawood Sahih. Our beloved messenger, he said, said aloud, he said, Verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited the sale of alcohol, dead animals, swine, and statues. So here the Prophet he said, these are mere haram. You cannot sell alcohol, intoxicants. And why is that interesting? A lot of Muslims are so jail. They think that, no, I don't, I don't have it, brother, I sell it. So the response to that is, it's haram to sell it. And what, what's the classic follow-up? No, no, I'm not giving it to Muslims. I'm selling it to non-Muslims. You're selling it. <laughs> right? One hadith in Abu Dawood, the Prophet said, let he who sells intoxicants, he may as well be a butcher of pigs. Open a pork shop, basically. <laughs> Muhammad did <laughs> Allah. So selling is forbidden. Now think about that. You know, if, if just youngsters knew this who deal in drugs, imagine going to a drug dealer, have a pork on it. Astaghfirullah, brother, I'm Muslim. But you're selling it. I'm not selling pork, I'm selling drugs. It's the same thing, eating and selling. Suddenly you get him thinking, at least get him to think. Prohibited the sale of intoxicants, dead animals, forbidden to sell. Swine and statues, idols. In Darakutni Sahih, the Prophet said, If Allah the Almighty prohibits a thing, He prohibits its price. Look how important this report is. If something is haram, you are not allowed to sell it, it's haram. So there's no such thing as getting around the commands like the Bani Israel that they used to do. If something is forbidden, you are forbidden to sell it, the Prophet said, so not all of these commands being violated either ignorantly or even worse deliberately. Astaghfirullah. So I'll recite the portion and we will, con- and we will conclude. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Bismillahir Rahmanir Raheem Walmunkhaniqatu walmukudatu walmutaraddiyatu walnutihatu wa maa akalassabu'u illa maa dhaqqaytum wa maa dhubiha ala nusub wa antastaqsimu bilazlam thalikum fisq we pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes the Qur'an that it be of our hearts. And I pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He forgives me for any errors which I may have inadvertently uttered. Amen. Subhanallah,